Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy Thursday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. This is Lego Batman, and I'm here with the pantless and freeballing Robin. Robin. Robin Rocco. Rocco Baco. How are you, sir? I'm not sure how I can be pantless and freeballing. That is true. But hey, I was just saying, like that was a great intro last episode, right? From Decibel Geek. I never knew <laughs> I was Lego Batman before, and then I saw Lego Batman that weekend with the kids. <laughs> I was laughing the entire time with his voice. Yeah, Didn't and apparently I smell like a muscalunge, which I, I, I had to... Uh, I had to Google is a, a fish that you find up in Lake Superior, and so apparently that yeah, was that a Minnesota crack. I didn't get it. I thought maybe I had bo in Tennessee, ten, ten, yeah, that, ten, Tennessee. Yeah, that was a bit of a of a reach. But hey, no, I hope everybody enjoyed our our uh, cathartic episode one hundred. You mentioned on the last one, but we are are back. We are moving on. Where this is going to be a tragedy uh, free episode. What do you think? Yes, but. It, Probably will still be tragic, don't you think? <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, to begin it, uh, uh, and I'm going to begin with what you quoted as is um, the solver and the problem of all the world's problems with a beer, right? Isn't that it? <laughs> yeah, alcohol. 
All right. So mm. got it open. I've got a. I've already had two asshole beers tonight. We went out to dinner at this place called Old Chicago, which does not have a place in Chicago. But uh, and uh, you're talking I about the ju- chain restaurant. Yeah, yeah, they have okay. them in your place too. Are you a member of the uh, World Beer Tour or whatever? <laughs> no, but they actually, it was actually pretty good. I've no, they, they have a lot of beers. I'm four beers short of a T-shirt. But oh, I you do, do you do it? Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. But I mean, I've been four beers short of a T-shirt since I don't know 2002. <laughs> but I do yeah. know they still do it. There should be an expiration period. The guy's like, uh, "Are you fucking kidding me? It's taking you this long." I have a <laughs> but, card um, somewhere. Yeah, all right. I'm drinking a Crooked Stav or uh, Salve. No, I'm kidding. But it's Crooked Stave or Stav. Stave. Stave. Would you buy like uh, a four pack and you still got one or two left? I saw you you post a picture of that a little while back. (laughs) But there's a, yeah. And there's a, it's. We go through beers a little faster at the Baco household. (laughs) Artisan. It's an artisan, which is is code for. For uh, charging an extra two bucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so. I am uh, back to my roots. I'm uh, drinking nothing but cold Budweiser tonight. Ooh, but not even Coors. Right. No, no. I, you know, not that it makes a difference, but you seem to have hung on to this idea that I, that you, you've you've uh, battled me, I should say. I'm really more of a Budweiser guy than a Coors Light guy. All right. Well, but like fair it, enough. To be fair, it's not like it really makes a difference. So call me Coors Light guy. I don't care. Well, here's the deal. So today, uh, first, we're going to get right down to the important stuff, and that's dicks. So mm. I just got a, I got a question to ask you, and, and I know this is getting a little personal, but we got personal last time. So have you ever sent anybody as a joke or as a way to arouse somebody a dick pic? I don't know. Hold on a second. Oh, God. <laughs> right now you did? Okay. Bad. I've done it besides, once. Besides that one, uh, <laughs> have you ever done it before? Um, no, no. Uh, okay. Thought about it when you know hammered, but uh, <laughs> never, never had the, never had the balls to go through with it. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I see what you did there. But here's the here's the thing is, I don't even get that at first. The, the whole thing about dick pics, and we'll get into to the. I think people already know what we're going to talk about in a second, but. Like, what is the point of a dick pic? I mean, besides if you're gonna like mess with somebody, do you? Does anybody actually think, hey, this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna do the thing? This is what my wife needs to see right now, or this is what my girlfriend needs to see? Because I wouldn't want a picture of just, you know, a vagina or some tits. I don't need to see the whole package. I need to see like a selfie of you know your lady standing there all naked and stuff like that. I just don't want the part. I don't want like a foot. Or you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't, that's the part I don't understand at all. Like Favre sending dick pics or whatever, right? I, I think it's important though that it's not your wife or your girlfriend. It's maybe someone you but you went on a date with. Yeah, um, and it's not even appropriate. So there's that too. But it, to me, it kind of sums up why men are struggling in general <laughs> to understand a lot of what's going on right now. You, yours truly you know included, I- by the way. The dick pic makes so much sense without ever making sense, okay. and it's just it's it's the the fucked up mentality of man. Yeah, I I, I actually know guys who probably thought this is a good move. Um, <laughs> uh, but here's I've the known thing: yeah, a guy who claimed to have done the popcorn bucket hole in a theater. You know that where you 
Oh God! I mean, uh, is, is, it, is, it, is it a trick? You go in there and you, you find something other than butter and corn. Right. Yeah. As she's enjoying mm-hmm. some of the popcorn and snuggle up close right. to you, she gets your penis, and then of course you get to bang. Right. So uh, exactly. now that, I question yeah. the validity of the story. It's not like I was there, and and the source wasn't the most reliable, <laughs> but he was very, very uh, fervent in his uh, uh, telling of the story. But but going with that, like. I've read something that in the last three years, there is more memory being used <laughs> on com- on computers and servers or anything like that than all the time before because nobody deletes their pics. And I say it has to do there's entire server uh, farms, whatever you call it, <laughs> dedicated to schlongs. What yeah. do you think? Well, more than one, don't you think? Okay. Well, let, we're going to break this up and come back after the song. We have a way to kick this this episode off, and that is... One of the more upbeat and fun songs I've heard in a while, and that is from a band out of Sweden called Hardcore Superstar. And this starts out with a little uh, homage to Poltergeist in the beginning, and it is called Steve.
right, Paco. So let's go back into a little dick conversation, and that is Louis C.K. Hmm. What does the C.K. stand for? Is there two letters between it that we're missing? Uh, yeah, no kidding. I mean, did you read his his apology? I want to go into that real quick. Yeah, I did. Did you, did you know this is the first time I think in history that a penis has actually wrote, written a press release? Just this, <laughs> he just put it on the keyboard and it typed uh, up because in the, in the the first paragraph saying like I'm sorry I asked permission I wish I had it in front of me I thought that by asking if it was okay to take out my dick that it was okay but I put them into I think the word was predicament quite a predicament you're in <laughs> because they admired him so much yeah. It was, it was a pretty bad apology too, you know. Uh, anyway, go on. No, I'm just saying. Like it, it's just, I didn't know this is so widespread. After this came out, um, it's funny how it just opens up conversation. Just kind of like our, our, our. I guess it was called our stairway to heaven, our jerk sock yeah. thing that we didn't know how comfortable people were talking about this. Sure. So in the office, because uh, I, I work in cubicle world now. Um, you know, little wa- what do you call it? Um, water, water bottle conversation. Is that what it's called? Water cooler conversation. Water cooler. There you go. See, that's, that's how long I've been out of the, <laughs> the game. But um, yeah, so then that came up, and uh, one of the the ladies that works there goes, "Yeah, so one time I was uh, looking for my, the home, huh? At band camp." <laughs> I was I was hanging I was going on uh, hunting for the house that I ended up getting and the realtor that I had I, I'd gone on two like days looking up for ho- houses and she was just by herself and everything and the second day after like the third house the guy just pulls out his dick <laughs> while he's driving <laughs> like he thought he thought he had like a vibe and she's like she just uh, like just jumped out of the car he's like I'm done drop me off. Like, Maybe like, that's his just, move. You know what I mean? I, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if the second time I get a little vibe, I'm pulling out the dick. I'm like, this is just terrible. It is unreal, isn't it? Not, not to minimize some of these allegations. Uh, no. I, I, I don't know. I mean, because I have done my own kind of inner, like, squirrel back. Like, Jesus, you know, what have I done that could come back at me? You know, I mean, I'm not famous and I've never had power over anybody. So, Oh, you're famous. Okay. It's coming down. <laughs> we are very powerful, uh, man. But there, I mean, think about it. Every man in Hollywood has to be hoping, you know, one that they don't get cornered on the street by TMZ going, "What do you think about Harvey Weinstein or Louis C.K. or Kevin Spacey and anybody that actually worked or knew these people?" Which is a lot of fucking people. Yep. They, they, them especially. It's like everything you say is going to be wrong. You know, uh, you know, it's like you're going to be wrong for turning your back on your friend. You're going to be wrong for saying that's fucked up. I, I hope he finds help. You're going to be called the liar if you claim you didn't know. Uh, if you admit you knew, then you're kind of a jackass because you should have done something. I mean, it, it's it's and Louis C.K. kind of kind of hits a lot of us a little harder because, you know, he was kind of like, uh, I don't know. How, how would you put it? I don't know if you know what I'm saying, but a little more. I don't know, real? less mainstream, more real. Uh, well, but he was also... Seemed like a I mean, good guy. it didn't guy. surprise me. But it didn't surprise me. And that guy is a... a I mean, it, most comedians, just just like podcasters, are, are damaged in some way. <laughs> so the, uh, the the thing is, is that it's not like, you're like, oh, 
That doesn't sound like something out of the realm of what he would do. <laughs> I can't completely well, picture it, unfortunately. Like uh, this guy thinks now, it's maybe normal. for my own benefit, I've stayed away from the lot of the lot of the details. But if you ask a woman that, is it cool if I jack off in front of you while you watch? That might be kind of creepy or weird or fucked up. But what if she's into it too? I, I and how do you find that out without asking? Well, it's probably something that's not going to be like come out uh, somebody you just met, though. Well, and that's just it. I mean, it sounds like maybe this was done at times that like, because I, you know, I heard someone say you you shouldn't have to, you know, be asked if you want to see somebody's penis at work. Uh, and I and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, Let's talk about another person that just today, and I'm not sure. I think this is fake news. Actually, it sounds too outlandish, but. Tell us uh, an article you just wrote, wrote for Decibel Geek today. Well, I know I just posted a news story. I know. Something I wrote, I know. but uh, the the what is it? Uh, shoot, I'm sorry, I can't remember. It is on the Decibel Geek page. I copied it from a New York Post uh, article, but they were actually quoting another. I thought it was called the Daily Beast. The Daily Beast. There we go. I'm sorry, I just couldn't remember. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the allegation is that Gene was at uh, Fox News promoting his new stupid book. And um, on power, power and, you should have power. And apparently, behind the scenes, he was uh, inappropriate with some female staffers. And yeah, we'll see. Um, this is just early reporting. It wouldn't shock me if something like this uh, ended up being a little inaccurate, but it wouldn't shock me if it was true. Frankly, I was talking with Amy just, uh, I don't know, about a week ago saying, when is this stuff going to start coming back on people like him who have been outwardly, you know, inappropriate? Right, right. Sure. Uh, there's video footage of him everywhere doing things that are. I mean, what the hell? He he fucked that uh, um, that that uh, energy drink model, you know, and they were kind of <laughs> working together at the time. Couldn't she allege some sexual impropriety because you know he had a position of authority over her, uh, and, and you know all these kind of crazy things that we're we're thinking of a lot more now. Uh, then, then maybe he would have been back then. I thought, you know, guys like him would get attached to something like that. I didn't think it would come from fucking Fox News being the uh, bastion well, <laughs> of high standards on treating women morally. Uh, and I didn't think it would be anything new. You know, I think because he's got such a, a, a track record, you know. But, but the thing that's funny, the, the thing I re- think is bullshit about it is the article says... Uh, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but I, I copied it and posted it earlier, mm-hmm. is that the, supposedly at the Fox studio, they have a picture of him saying, do not let this man come I, in here. I don't think that was part of the story I posted. Oh, no, it's right on the Daily Beast. It says basically that, can you oh, imagine okay. just a picture of him saying, like, do not let this man walk into the studio. He is banned from here. <laughs> come on. It's, well, it's, like, the wanted, it's actually, like the wanted poster in the wild. It's like the wanted poster in the wild west. Well, I mean, I believe that if Fox News was suddenly to start uh, handling situations like this in their fucked up world, that'd be what you would do. It's like, well, <laughs> what do we do when we kick somebody out for treating women the way we treat them? Uh, well, we ban them, and then lifetime ban, and uh, put a put a poster in the hallway. Make sure that everybody sees that poster, and and do we have a check that he might have bounced? We can staple that to the wall and embarrass him. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I don't look. It's being pretty widely reported. You'd think if it was fake, Gene would have said something at this point. But you know, who knows? Maybe he just you know he isn't aware. <laughs> 
So anyway, besides that, let's transition to a song. Now, did you, I have, did you subscribe to the Ridiculous Vault uh, weekly updates? Gene Simmons Vault? <laughs> Believe it or not, no. Okay, well, it's great because uh, I get to know exactly, and I was so mad because this is the song I wanted to play today, but it's only them talking about it in a snippet in the background. He released a snippet of what I cannot wait to hear. What song do you think I can't wait to hear? I don't know. I don't know any of the songs on this. Well, thing. my uncle's a raft. Sixteen, sixteen. My uncle's a raft. Come on. Okay. Don't All you right. want to hear that? Sure. Yeah. The name alone is is worth two thousand dollars. <laughs> but but no, the song that that came out is one that I've never seen leaked or anything like that. It's called Hands of of Fate, and it was cut off of the landmark your favorite album, the Sonic Boom album. So that's the oh, of course. That's the, he's gonna if he's gonna leak a track. It's gonna be something that everybody's been clamoring for. <laughs> anyway, but no, oh, man, actually... when are we gonna hear those Sonic Boom demos, Gene? <laughs> but so yeah, that's, what the a fact dick. that this first off, this would have been the best song on Sonic Boom. Not that that's a, a high benchmark, but the fact that this was on you. there and Russian Roulette was on there instead, and Animal and all these other just turds where he's talking, singing. He's not even trying to sing. This one, he's actually singing on. It's got some cool queen harmonies, and I'm just going to play it. Stay on the last 
So, Baco, here's a little fun fact about that song. Again, hashtag that, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the song Paul is Stanley. Twitter. Hands of Fate. It costs, uh, I believe, it costs seventy five dollars out of the two thousand um, for that track alone. However, <laughs> you do the math. I haven't done the math yet. Yeah, yeah you can buy the tracks can I just individually buy, on Amazon. Can, That'd be awesome if you did that. Could I just buy a piecemeal? I just want to buy five tracks for five hundred. Is that okay? Uh, anyway, so so here's a little fun fact. Uh, why do you think the, the little interview that went along with that? That when they released it, why do you think that song was cut from Sonic Boom? The the Walmart exclusive, the the Walmart. You know when they did Sonic Boom, they the were really recent. What I realized on that album is they were using the Walmart bar of quality when they recorded that yeah. album. They weren't using and Target. On that, they weren't using Target. On the Walmart thing, real quick, can yeah. I say something oh, there? Please. That is a classic example of Kiss that I was talking about when I said earlier that Gene getting banned from Fox News is sadly the most rock and roll thing that band has been attached to in 15 years. <laughs> Fucking Walmart exclusives. Yeah, ACDC did it, and it worked. So. Oh, yeah, great. Good for them, man. Yeah, right. So anyway. so It was just as cool when they did it. Again, going, going back to this, what do you think the, the reason that was off? Of the album was the reason all songs are kicked off a record is because the producer didn't want it there. And who is the producer? Paul Stanley. Yes. So it is. It is amusing because Paul. <laughs> I just got to tell you, Paul, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, that's all I got to say. That would have been the best song by Gene on there. You kept. You knocked that one off. But you kept Russian Roulette and Animal and Hot and Cold, where it's like, guess the next verse. You're an idiot. Let's let's do Hot and Cold. It's almost like blame it on the boom boom. You ready? Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. I'm so hot, you're so cold. I'm really weak, you're so bold. I uh, like cereal in a bowl. Keep going. Um, I like to do what I'm told. When I'm sick, it's because I got a cold. Uh, When I back hurts it's because i'm so old <laughs> it's just a terrible song so anyway so i he, thought we were gonna keep going here i'm I, I like uh when the <laughs> fridge stinks it's because of mold <laughs> uh my house is not mine anymore because it's sold <laughs> are we done i don't when i i like to use all caps because it makes me look bold my wife's mad when the laundry it ain't fold did <laughs> all right good enough i like my egg eggs rolled <laughs> that's good so my point is is that that song was cut and speaking of paul stanley let's talk about another control thing who lo- oh yeah <laughs> who lost their shit recently uh, a famous rock uh, <laughs> talk show host uh, over something involving gene go ahead I think Gene ate all of Eddie Trunk's donuts, according to the <laughs> recent Twitter post from it's Paul Stanley. Of, it's part yeah, Eddie Eddie Trunk lost his nut, his shit over uh, what what was it? It was Gene uh, doing like a, a a robo radio tour, one of those things where he walks down the hallway of the radio, hits all the radio stations in the same what, building. What do, you, what do you mean all the radio stations in the same building? Well, I mean like, well, <laughs> to quote Eddie Trunk. What a lot of people don't know. Is that, um, is that Eddie is, or, my, or or is this a, a one side of the coin? Both. Yeah, it's ba- they, actually are they the same person. <laughs> a lot of people who 
think they know or have something to say, but really don't like to use a phrase like what a lot of people need to understand, what a lot of people don't know, what a lot of people don't realize. When you hear that phrase, you are listening to kind of a dense human being. They typically <laughs> don't have a deep sense of humor. They don't have a lot to offer in the world. It's not just Eddie Trunk. It is a very, I don't know. What because it, it's it can almost always I'm getting on a tangent here but it can almost always be explained this way what a lot of people don't understand because they have no reason to even think about which in other words it's just a stupid thing to say a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to fly a plane because they're not <laughs> a fucking pilot anyway yeah so yeah radio stations back in I don't know they they, they deregulated radio sometime in the 90s and three companies now base, own every radio station in your town. And rather than have them all in their separate buildings, they basically just buy an office and put every radio station that, you know, iHeartRadio owns, the country station, the rock station, the top 40 station, whatever, they're all in the one hallway. So when someone does goes to do an interview, they, they can just hit all, every radio station one by one. But anyway, so that was the setup, right? It was just like, whatever, 20 stations, and Eddie Trunk probably was watching through his window and, and crying every time Gene walked by and went into Gene! another... Gee! <laughs> let's, hear little, Eddie. let's hear a little bit of Eddie right now. Yeah, I'll play it. <laughs> 45 years. He is doing the Rolling Stone Music Now show. Oh, because Rolling Stone has loved Kiss so much over the decades. Indeed. <laughs> Rolling Stone has been such a bastion of Kiss support for the last 45 years. Now, if you think about it, ladies and gentlemen, most people know that there's probably no bigger KISS fan out there in the world than me and have been a fanatical KISS fan and supporter, although outspoken at times about things I don't like that they've done. Telling that Gene is not doing this show, right? You'd think. Well, there was a schedule of conflicts. We have <laughs> Scorpion's Town Hall from three to four. He's a busy man. Well, put it this way. I mean, the studio we're doing the Scorpion's Town Hall out of is the most visible studio I'll here. He has to to Gene told me to my face, he has no problem with me whatsoever. And my views or my opinions are my own. Gene is not doing or coming near me or my shows. Because let's just say his business partner would throw a fit of epidemic proportions. That's what this is really about. Let's be totally honest, and I know that is the case. Which is fine. I get it. Gene's got a, you know, he's got someone he's got to appease. It's, you know, it's like coming home and not wanting to catch shit from your wife when you did something wrong. <laughs> 45 years. So, yeah, he was pretty mad. Like, who, who do you think told him, who do you think told him not to go do the interview? Was it Doc, was it Doc McGee? Well, don't you think at this point it's just a given? I mean, is there actually like it now? It's basically just a standard operating procedure to not talk to Eddie Trunk if you're in the Kiss world. <laughs> but can you imagine going by? Like, I wonder if you went to like um, like a, a show that had to do with um, I don't know National <laughs> Geographic or something like that that had nothing to do with rock. Like, like uh, you know, he goes to NPR and. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other silly things, but nothing to do. Sports radio, whatever. It just does not go by him. I mean, what are some things that maybe Gene could have done to fuck with him? Just walking by. What are some things? I would, uh, as long as I knew Eddie saw me, if I was Gene, I would text him and have me have him meet me like in the parking lot or something. <laughs> never or like, be there. Wait, wait for me in the lobby after I leave. <laughs> 
I would call and say, yeah, I'm ready to do an interview and then just put him on hold and see how long he waits. <laughs> what about what about if uh, what about if Gene just like walked into the studio and goes, I'm sorry, wrong turn. <laughs> just walks out. <laughs> and as that icing on the cake, he'd he'd, he'd crop dust on the way out. <laughs> Just drops a bomb and leaves. Excuse me. What about this? What about this? one of those windows that, you know, it's not like a two-way glass or whatever, but it's hard to see through it. Like he just puts his big jean face against it and like like puts his hands over it, like peers in and then all of a sudden realizes this is this is Eddie's studio and just like takes is like a gas and walks away. That would be a good one too. It's like, oh, wrong one. Sorry. I thought this was uh, uh, Jack Handy's. That's <laughs> 45. Okay, so th- this is going to be the beginning of, we're just going to call it. This is going to be a three, three-part three series. We're going to start, and we're just calling it. We are going to do our garbage and gold episode. That's what this one is, playing some great music and also talking about some just garbage albums and garbage fire uh, dumpster albums that we anticipated and then just kind of shit the bed. Um, and then next episode is going to be blue balls, so ones that kind of got us going but didn't finish us off, right? Kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like if, if kind of, we're like the Lewis, C, these are the Lewis CK albums when he's denied to, to finish himself off. Right. Yeah. When the girl walks out before he's done. Exactly. Exactly. These records are the girl walking out. Yeah. But anyway, so there here is that we're going to take a hard left. You want, you want a hard left? Yeah, let's do it hard. Um, we're going to do a band. Have you ever heard of a band called electric guitars? No. Okay. This is another gold, uh, single at least. And that is, and I can't believe that that name for a band has not been used in the entire since rock and roll has started. It's a decent name for a band, right? It's better than Black Black Rose or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I think it sucks. All right, fine. Fuck you. So that's the, no crud. <laughs> you still like crud better than electric guitars? Uh, well, I actually like crud. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. So anyway, this this uh, track was sent. I, I basically sent out some. Um, messages on uh, Facebook saying, hey, I need some some ripe rock, some new stuff in 2017. What do you have to recommend? And I, I can't remember which one. It's uh, either Bob or Doug McKenzie from the um, <laughs> Canadians Talk Metal show. Which one is yeah. it? Is it Bob? Or? Steal, you, you steal another one of my joke, bro. And, Bruh. Anyway, so this is Electric Guitars with the track Lucy Glow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
All right, Paco. So uh, we've been talking about dicks and kiss and all kinds of other stuff, and we haven't really talked about the theme of the show, which is par for the course for this this podcast in general. So you know, kissing dicks, kissing dicks, with cobras and fire. Well, what I mean is is not not staying focused and, and tangents and whatnot. But you know, we came up with a couple of different themes. We're the Riddlin show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So drink. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> We should do that. That that way, we'll kind of uh, we should come up with every single thing that we say too much. We should have to have, make a drink, and that will slowly wean us off of doing that. What do you think? Well, I think for me, it'll encourage me to say. <laughs> anyway, so let's get down to business, Baco, and that is one of the yeah. one of the themes that I came up with uh, for the our, our episode one hundred and one. Do you remember any of them? <laughs> I remember. Uh, um, well, I don't know how serious you were, but you definitely did bring it up. And uh, all Dalmatians, uh, Dalmatians, do, do Dalma- all a, 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 an episode about Dalmatians. Hundred one Dalmatians. We were going to do yes. everything that had to do with spots, dogs, firemen. What do you think? Think about that. There's so incest? much material. <laughs> okay, firemen, firemen, and incest. <laughs> well, you know, they are a well-known breed of. Known know, for inbreeding. Do you know that was another that was another working title for the show? It was Cobras and Fire or Firemen and Incest? It was one of the two. <laughs> that can be our side cast. That could be the t- <laughs> even worse podcast, Firemen and Incest. <laughs> How would you like to see that in iTunes? First off, who the hell is typing Five in Firemen? <laughs> is there any is there any podcasts specifically about firemen, or are there any about incest? Oh my God, there's both in one. <laughs> Yeah. So. I want to call the episode Kissing Dicks. I don't know why you had a problem. <laughs> well, it sounds a little bit like Kissing Dicks, but we're going to move on. Yeah. So kissing Dicks. Here's a, here's a single that dropped this week that uh, I'd like to – I don't know if you've heard it yet or what your opinion is, but I, I want to play it. And that's what do you think about the new Stone Temple Pilots song? You know, I'm, uh, I, it was okay. That's what I thought. It was, it's I, pretty- I love I, – th- let me rephrase that. Yeah. I really like the music a lot. I singers. Well, I have an, an almost instant beef that needs to be overcome when it's like so uh, the uh, somebody who's plucked from a reality singing show. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and they doubled up with someone who tried to kind of mimic um, Wyland, but yeah. they are at that point in their career where they're not really going to be able to do a lot of new stuff regardless of how they 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 want to progress right you know when you've been in what they've been for as long as they have people want to hear the hits so i kind of give them a pass because it's kind of like the, the journey thing when people go to see them they want it to sound like journey you know and so i don't know it, it's a mixed bag no i totally i, I totally understand i'm that, on but, the fence right now right. long term i thought the song was promising the music is great it is it's, the guitar it, tone it is, is some of the best sounding music i've heard and actually uh, everything the, the lyrics the melody i just was rubbed a little bit but i i gotta let some i gotta hear more
beer number four, people, and we're recording two more episodes tonight. So good good luck. Strap in. Now I can't wait for episode three. <laughs> <laughs> episode three. I don't even know what the theme is going to be at that point. It's going to be our top five. We're not going to. We're going to forget all of them. So let's move uh, on. I got um, garbage albums. We define garbage albums <clears throat> here at the Cobras and Fire uh, headquarters as albums that we anticipated from artists we liked, or from ones that that are uh, of the new breed, and you know we had some hopes for, and they just basically they're garbage. They're things that you would throw away. You know, kind of like my Samantha Seven collection. Got it? <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, thanks for letting, pointing that out when I was out there that you that it was in your garbage can. I grabbed it on my way out. <laughs> by the way, real quick uh, tangent, and that is, I want to compliment you on your music selection on your uh, asshole radio episode. Oh, thank you, thank you. And and it sh- goes to show that. I feel really bad because there's a lot of songs on there that I've never heard before. I would say 90% of them. And the fact that I owned a Samantha 7 CD but did not own any of that music is is just it's just <laughs> awful. The fact that at one day I went into a store and said, I will give you this cash and you will in return <laughs> present me with C.C. DeVille's uh, side project is, 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 is a sin. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Um, I, you know, I only heard a couple songs off of Samantha seven and I thought it was okay. It's horrible. I mean, it, it, it's something that I was never compelled to buy it. (laughs) Listen, I can tell you this much. If you heard that album and then you heard, uh, uh, I hate every bone in your body, but mine, you would, you would, you would find it to be a classic. You understand? Okay. Okay. Moving on. Garbage albums. You want me to start or you want to start? Yeah, why don't you run down your list and I'll uh, I'll throw any you didn't hit okay. on mine. I got a feeling we're gonna have some similarities. Mm-hmm. And with these garbage albums, sometimes there's one song that's good, one, two, whatever. But if it doesn't mm-hmm. have three or more, it's a hundred percent garbage. Understood? Is that a good enough definition? I'm totally comfortable. Okay, with that. let's start alphabetically, and then we'll uh, and that is except what was the name of the album? I already forgot. Kool Aid. Exactly. <laughs> was it called? Was it called? Brain I drink damage. Kool Aid. My cell phone is smarter than me. I, you know what? I'm actually going to play a little clip because I busted out laughing again. Not the Kool Aid song because we ripped on that. But we are going to play the first verse of Analog Man. I was born in a cave with stereo. So, yeah, I think that song was either written by Accept or Captain Caveman. Continue. <laughs> well, Captain I, Caveman! That was one of uh, my favorite cartoons. Oh, it was amazing. Up, but, uh, what, what did he have inside that club? Wasn't there, like, a bird that lived in there? Yeah, it's, I, you know, honestly, I don't remember. I just remember 
you know, the catchphrase. And didn't he have some like pretty hot squish that hung out with him? <laughs> I don't remember. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine if his if his like his his, uh, his partner in crime was named like something squish? Well, let me think of like uh, Let me think of uh, uh, Squishosaurus. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, no. It wasn't Captain Caveman like a like almost Encino Man like a caveman in modern day times. I think so. I think and it was I made. I swear that like like he had some like kind of like a little hot you know little girls that that are li- I'm sorry ladies that hung with him. Some, Captain, some cave squish. Captain Caveman. <laughs> Captain Caveman was hairy, but he pulled some wool. What do you say? Yeah. All right. So let's go down some more garbage albums next. And this is a, a uh, band that you know I'm a big fan of, The Biters, with their second album, "The Future Ain't What It Used to Be." Great cover. I love the title of the album. The album is complete shit. There is one song on it called Vulture City that I played in an early episode. I went back and actually listened to it. I was like, can I find another song on here out of 10 tracks that I can feature on here? And the answer is no. So I am moving past that. Um, you want me to continue? Yes. Steel Panther, uh, Lowering the Bar. I knew this is going to be on your list. Lowering the Bar. There's not a single song on here like, did you like any songs on this? Never listen to it. Well, you're not missing anything. Fucking awful. Next on the list. I wouldn't say I'm missing it, Bob. <laughs> That's right. Next on the list, I'm going to do Queens of the Stone Age. Did you listen to the album? This is on my list. Can, do you want to have some comp, uh, any feedback on that? Because I am a Queens of the Stone Age fan. This but- I am too, yeah. This is very disappointing because they took such a long break this time. And I understand it's really just Josh Homme and whatever he wants to do. Sure. But they did, God, they just, they really peaked on Lullabies to Paralyze, and everything since has been kind of a downward slide, and this is just continues that. I, I, I found it, uh, I don't know, unimaginative, not a lot of, nothing to really grab you or get you going. Maybe it's too arty, uh, but I don't know. It's like they, they've turned into a version of Radiohead to me. Just, yeah, yes, yes. He should go back to playing drums with Eagles of Death Metal if this is all he's going to turn out with uh, Quatsa. What was the last album, though? It was like three or four years ago? Oh, longer than that. Um, uh, I don't know. It had a red six cover. Or seven years. No, 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 no. It had like uh, uh, At the Ocean and also had like another If I Had a Tail. It was only like five years yeah. ago. Anyway, that well, one at you least. You said three and I said six. I, I win. No, you said seven. Price is right, motherfucker. I, I was said, under. Yeah, but listen, the tape doesn't matter. The thing is, at least that album. There's not a single track on that album I like. There's at least three on the previous one. Well, here's the problem. There's one song on this record I like, and I can't remember the name of it. So really? I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking dig into it though. Okay. Okay. But but uh, you want me to continue, or do you want to? Yeah. I have keep like going. I have like four four more. Okay. So <clears throat> next one is just. Anything from Pop Evil. I like their first album. They have a single out that's atrocious. Um, Five Finger just put out a song that I'm just going to... Five Finger Durst Punch just put out a song. And I just want to mention it in general. Five Flavored flavored Diarrhea Punch. (laughs) And that's the song called Trouble. And I just want to explain the lyrics. The the whole lyric of it is... uh, I don't look for trouble. Trouble finds me. Which is exactly the, uh, the line you would hear from somebody that's an alcoholic. What do you say? Yeah? 
Yeah. Who's lost, know, um, who's been kicked out multiple times. Like, it's not my problem. I just wake every up every day wearing sweatpants and decide that's the outfit I'm going to wear on stage. I, I always I always imagined that Ivan Moody is the guy who goes, how come every room I'm in smells like crap? <laughs> and he's got a big dump in his diaper. I mean, <laughs> it smelled like shit in the... In Milwaukee, and we're not even there anymore. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Ivan Moody is somebody that if you lined up him and Fred Durst, Fred Durst would, would look like the sexiest man alive. What do you think? <laughs> anyway, so that song is ridiculous. The Sword, the, uh, pronounce that better for me. The, the Sword. The Sword put out a live album. This Featuring this, Brian Sword of the Double Stop. <laughs> I don't think so. Of course it's not. <laughs> yes, but, but anyway, so... They put out a live album, and the entire purpose of this live album must have been to convince people not to see them live. It is fucking awfully <laughs> recorded, terrible vocals. The mix is terrible. I can tell you this much. My buddy was here from out of town, and specifically from that live album, there, the sword was playing two miles away from, from us, and I liked them. And I said, ah, we're not going to go. So good job, guys. You, you decreased your ticket sales from releasing that. And... Probably the most ridiculous album. I'm not sure if this came out at the end of 2016 or 17, but Avenged Sevenfold put out an album. I, actually, this wasn't anticipated, but it's called The Stage, and they needed to get the fuck off of it. It was a terrible... Did you even peruse it? I know you're not a fan at all. No. Yeah. I just looked at it as an interesting thing, because this is one of those things where they released it with no hype at all. It just showed up one day, and this uh. is... Yeah, and it, and it failed miserably. So that was a terrible album. One of the the bands that I was looking forward to uh, having a new album was Weezer. I have a love hate relationship. I think you have a little bit too. You like some of sure, the old yeah. stuff. Sure, yeah. They've they've been around long enough now. I can firmly say, even though I don't know that they've ever done one, they are now a greatest hits band for me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, these guys uh, they put out a new album. I can't remember the exact title, but the first single was Mexican Fender, which is a ridiculous title. And it's a good song. It's a decent song, but it's, it's a, a great good... title. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. It is a um, it's a great Butch Walker song. Butch Walker produced the whole album, and it is a slick, overproduced pile of dog shit. It is so <laughs> bad, so bad. The only good song, decent song, in comparison, is Mexican Fender. I am not going to play it. I am actually going to play. A... I got I got a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I actually, well, maybe not a question, more of a comment. I, I'm curious, like, what kind of money or income or lifestyle Butch Walker lives? Huge. Because he seems to be Fucking a huge. step short of something great with everything he does. Yep. J- just a turn, just a turn shy. So now, but at the same time, the bulk of what he does now Bad. is on the side that Bad. a lot of money can be made without ever knowing about it. So. I just, it just seems like he's always attached to a lot of stuff that it just falls short of good or great. He's produced Lindsay Lohan when she put out yeah, an album. I don't think he made a lot of money on that. Oh, I'm sure he did. But no, well, I mean, but what if he May, was Maybe paid? up front money, but you right. know, I, there's, there's, yeah. Residuals and stuff like that. Like he's produced pink. And he's written for a lot of pop tarts and, and, and he's done a lot of, again, the production and the writing that he's. That's the area that you can actually make a living at uh, mm-hmm. more than you can be in the, the famous person. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
typically. I mean, it's an area because you can stay busy and get a lot of sources to, you know, that can come in in different amounts of money. So, but he's never been, you know, he's never done the Black Album. You know what I mean? Oh, no. He didn't do fucking Pyromania. Everything he's done has just been kind of... And I'm and I'm generalizing, and I don't know that much, but I'm just curious. Does he really have a ton of money? Because he's very talented. No, 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 and no. It no, just no, seems no. like I think he. I think he he makes he has a ton of money from all the songwriting because he's done a huge scope. I've read his book. It's a very fascinating yeah. book where he's written for. So I got to read that by the way. For so many people, even if you don't like his stuff, like I I am hot and cold on him. I like this uh, album. His first album, um, Butch, his first Butch Walker solo album was very like 80s ish and then he had marvelous three the uh, ready sex go one is great and then there's hit or miss there's a couple tracks here and there a lot of it's really douchey there's a uh, his last one called stay gold was was pretty good but it was kind of like a tom petty album and um okay. but he's all over the place but absolutely that guy's fucking rolling in it 100 percent. Mm. he is doing really well especially in the music industry right now but the whole point of me going through all this is that the Weezer album is a shitty Butch Walker album. It's completely co-written by him. It's overproduced. It's really huh. poppy. It's it's there's the, every single song has Butch Walker's co-write on it. Here's the main thing. I am not going to play a song by that, but there is a artist called CJ Wildheart who had an album that came out this year, and um, he's just a random dude that he is connected, I believe, to the Wildhearts somewhere, uh, the band the Wildhearts. But he randomly. Put a cover. I know you're a big cover guy, but this one I think fucking oh, rocks. Yeah. And that is a cover of Tired of Sex.
Anyway, that was the opening track from Pinkerton, uh, Weezer's album, Pinkerton, one of their best, I think. And uh, so continue. Why don't you tell me your garbage albums and we'll kind of wrap this up. Well, you touched on a couple of the Queens of the Stone Age and Accept. Um, I have Danko Jones on there. I liked it a lot garbage? Right when I first heard it. Really? Yeah, I just, I, I have not. The first two weeks it was out, it, it, it got a little bit of a buzz for me. I haven't gone back once, and when we started talking about this a couple weeks ago, I said I better give that another listen, and, and it I, it did not make the medium. It did not wow. get the blue balls ranking for me. I figured at least me. get blue balls for you. So you think it's worse than than um, rock is black and blue or whatever? You know, no. There's something in between there. Fire music. You think, it's music you think, it's, you think fire music is better? Um, I'm not. No, no, no. I actually think this is an improvement over Fire Music and Rock that's and Roll. Still a garbage, black and blue. Wow, and that's still it's still a garbage album for you. That's fine. I, I'm not, not going to influence. I your have opinion, grown but. as a Danko fan, uh, and and got more absorbed into his earlier stuff. Sure. That now some of these 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 later records, which I actually heard, well, I heard Black Rock and Roll is Black and Blue, and Fire Music. Those are the first two records I heard by him. What? And oh, everything else that below, I went back to. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you heard Below the Belt after you heard those? Yep, yep. I did not know that. I thought you were like. No, but but I had actually bought on a, a, an Amazon MP3 album sale. Sure. I bought Below the Belt. Uh, what is it? I Am a Lion or. Well, that was his um, first I'm, one. Yeah. Almost. I bought like three of his records and never listened to them. Okay. And then, um, I mean, I may, may have played them like on random or something like that, but uh, Rock and Roll in Black and Blue was the first one I got brand new, and that was the first one I really listened to, and I liked it a lot. And then uh, uh, Fire Music came out right after I bought that. Uh, and so that was another one that I liked. And then I started digging back into it, and that was right around the time you and I started doing the podcast, which is why if you go back and listen to that Danko episode, I'm much more familiar with those two records. Sure. But now I've grown to like, oh my God, he was this. This is the stuff, and so this is probably his best record of those three. Sure, the last three, but, but still I garbage just, to you. Okay, I, to me, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. It, now you've convinced me it probably is a blue balls record, but well, it's got it's got like it's got like five or six tracks. That's my my first evaluation. I like nothing but one track on um, rock and roll is black and blue. I like maybe three songs on fight music, but the the. Do you want to pick a track? You pick off a song. This? Pick, pick, pick a song. Pick your favorite track off of this. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not so sure because we played a few on it before, but I want to play uh, what I think is probably the best riff of the album, and that's "She Likes It." Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs>
All right, Baco, we are finishing episode one here, and we've got a couple more garbage albums to go, but I got to tell you. Kissing dicks. We are continuing our garbage <laughs> albums episode, and we've got one one more to go. And I got to tell you, uh, we got two more episodes to do, but I don't know about you, but uh, hold on just a moment, okay? Because I have to fix something. Yeah. You ready? Okay, hold yep. on. Hold on. Oh, God, that's much better. Hold on. Pants off? No, I'm shirtless. Oh, <laughs> let's fight! I, w- once I have a couple of drinks of me, my, my heat goes up, <laughs> and I got I got to get shirtless. Go shirtless podcast, shirtless and free balling. What do you say? Yeah, man, uh, and and then we fight. Exactly, we fight. I take I find the first flight yeah. out, the first red <laughs> eye, and I show up in St. Paul and punch you in the face. Yeah, let's, I'll meet you in Bismarck, and we can fight there. <laughs> Is that a halfway point? I don't think so. No, it's no way. It's not even it's halfway. A, it's out of both of our ways. <laughs> Perfect. What's inconvenient? <laughs> what's what's inconvenient for you and me? That's where we'll go. All right. So I'm gonna have to drink on the plane though to be just as drunk when I get there. All so. right. Perfect. Keep it up. So here's the thing: yeah. we're gonna do one more garbage album, and it is definitely one that I agree on too, uh, which has continued to. I think it's it's you've developed hate more for it as time has gone on, and it's actually something I'm really surprised that you actually bought and, and spent your money on. Uh, but continue. Anyway, but yeah, the uh, the last one here then is Kid Rock just released a new record. What's it called? The Sweet Southern Honey Charm or something? It's a uh, uh, Sweet uh, Summer uh, Honey Knuckle, I think. Okay, yeah, Moose Knuckle. Moose Knuckle. Sweet sweet Honey yeah. Moose Knuckle. And by the way, what, what's the cover he does on there? <laughs> There's Oh, it's, what's, what is the cover? Fucking sweet a. Honey Bum Bum. It's an oh, old yeah. Temptation sweet song. Oh, yeah, Honey... Sweet it, pie, it, honey bun. What? What? You know I love you. What? What Motown band is it? The Temptations. I can't help myself. I love you and nobody else. Come on, loose. Well, there's no reason to do almost any cover that's ever been done. Yeah, but that one is random. Nine out of ten. C- come on, go. Yeah, you know what? I, if it's a huge, timeless hit that everybody's fucking heard just by going out into the world. You know, like Why shopping. It? Yeah. Then yeah, you shouldn't be covering it. No. Uh, uh, no matter how soulful you think it makes you no. look. No. Uh, but Continue. yeah, this record, I actually the first spin, I was like, you know, I'm not bad. It's 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 his best thing since uh, Rock and Roll Jesus, and I still feel that way. But I've listened to it a few more times since, and each time I get angrier and angrier and madder at what a pile of dog shit this is he is a talented guy but he has lost his way he is not inspired at all to me this is a lot like my feelings for the last two kiss records just uninspired pointless garbage going through the motions this is how i wrote a song 15 years ago let me do that again it's not like they're driven by any purpose or sense of like this grabbed them one day and they're in the shower and they're like, oh my God, this melody's in my head. Let me go fucking record a song. It is just drivel. And this album continued to just infuriate me. And I'm pretty sure I've played it for the last time. But what track you want to, what's, what's, he kinda... doesn't actually rap enough. And I'm not a rap fan. I would like to see him kind of get into that a little more. I, do too. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would. But the, um, but let's kind of close it out with this, and we're gonna, and we'll see you soon with our blue balls episode. So get worked up and get sore because that episode is coming out a week from today. 
So what do you want? Uh, you want to do our sign out and then pick. Uh, why don't you say what track we're going to play and then we'll do our, our, our sign off. A yard full of chickens. Wait, no. House full of chickens and a yard full of junk. Is that what it goes? How it goes? Something like that. Who yeah. fucking cares? Who knows, Podunk! Who knows that we had spent eight minutes talking about Kid Rock in this episode? What do you think? Yeah, let's move on. Time to wrap it up. You ready? You ready for my Lego Batman voice? We'll get going? Oh, yeah, let's I'm do ready. this. Uh, right. What stinks? Rock's not dead. It's hiding! And you found it. Kissing dicks. That's <laughs> <laughs> 45 years.
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.